It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vests, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter with music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett. And with me per usual, uh, as per usual, I should say, uh, we have Aaron Cheddar Talk Flottam. Hey, what's going on, John? You sound a little bit rusty. You take the week off or something? I don't know. What happened yeah. last week? Well, did I run a podcast by myself with a guest? You did, and it was fantastic. I was listening oh to God. that in the car, and um, that I thought you guys did a great job. It was great to have uh, Pete on there. And gosh, I didn't know that was his Twitter handle, but that <laughs> man, he jumps Milwaukee's right best. up over the top. Yeah. That's so great. Uh, it is. <laughs> Someone should buy. I'm, I'm surprised that the Miller Corp hasn't bought that from him yet. I, yeah, right. Get that out nobody's. There yeah, you'd think somebody would have spent money to go get that at some point, but right. no. Hey, how how's the how's the the degenerate uh, better lifestyle going for you? <laughs> Very well. So, yeah, I, I've been texting Aaron about this because it was it's been a lot of fun to actually be somewhere where there's gambling, and Wisconsin should add sports gambling just in general. Just just allow it, put it everywhere. Um, um, on, online online sports gambling because as I told him, it's available in a couple spots now, including in my hometown places, of yeah. Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. But yes, yes, yeah, and I, I tell him I have to resist the urge because I'm only 20 minutes from the Illinois border. I could literally drive to South Beloit and yep. place bats if I really wanted to. But I'm like, and I, it's, I, it's pretty good with the way they do it because um, I could not bet from St. Louis across the river. Um, mm-hmm. I had to drive across the river one time because. You know, I wanted to make a couple bets that I liked in the in the tournament, and so nope. um, we did actually just we were at the arch, so you just get an Eads Bridge and just come back and forth across. It's a real simple <laughs> no, trip if you've been to St. A, Louis. They, yeah. they use a geolocator on your phone when yep. you're on those apps, and so that's why I said like I literally have to drive to South Beloit. South Beloit is in Illinois. Beloit's in Wisconsin, yep. and if I were to be a foot on or I mean, there's some play, but if I was a hundred feet onto the Wisconsin side of the border, I couldn't place a bet. But if I were to walk down highway 51 to South Beloit, <laughs> I could place that bet, you know, it's <laughs> true. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. It's exactly like that, but it's been fun. Uh, I put $50 into the <laughs> bets rivers, bet river, whoever it's, it's actually the uh, official gambling partner of the chicago bears i guess yes uh and i left the uh, illinois with 100 plus in there so it worked out pretty well and uh i took a couple of risks that i normally probably wouldn't have except for i felt really pressured because i only had a couple days in <laughs> illinois um so i probably should have made more but i, I took a couple of risks on a couple and i i almost i had one i made as i left uh yesterday or not yesterday you know, the other day when we were leaving i had a huge parlay that was going to pay uh, it was going to more than triple what I had uh, on the bet. And uh, I lost it because the Florida Panthers lost in a shootout. Um, no, and that really hurt. You don't, you, you don't bet, John, you don't bet hockey, man. That's the only hockey bet I've lost. You don't <laughs> bet hockey. I I've mean, you can bet who's going to win, who's going to lose, but you never bet the lines in hockey because every game is 3-2 or 3-1. Or yeah, and every 4-2. hockey line, for anyone who doesn't, 
know this, basically every hockey line is at least a goal and a half. Yeah, it, every every single hockey line goal and a half. Like you don't even you don't touch hockey. Like yeah, if you want to bet who's going to win, who's going to lose. Aaron, I'm but, killing on it. I'm what's killing, that? I'm killing on hockey. Well, murdering on it. I bet the Blues against the Coyotes today. Plus, well, a, yeah, a, I, like I said, one if you're bidding, if you're betting win losses, like who's going to no, no. win lose? No, but. no, F- I, goal goal and a half. Giving a goal and a half, five one Blues win. Some of them are predictable. Some of, I mean, you got to know what you're watching. Yeah, but, dude, John, I've do been you have very to know selective. When to hold them. You do. Know when to fold them. You can't. Fold know them. when to walk away. Know when to run. <laughs> you better ne- you better co- never count your money when here's, you're sitting at the table. Here's the best ones I've had. Um, I had one. It's where it was turning into a gamble. It's so great. You're gonna no, you're gonna so drive good. me over that edge, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> I because Go ahead. it made it so great. I can't even remember the teams. It was a hockey game. I, I think it was Edmonton. And I needed whatever team to win by two, and they got a. There was a goal scored on a large parlay that I had, and uh, it was it was just kind of funny because they went in, they scored, and made it a one goal game. I felt really bad because I could have done the cash out, you know, like take the early money, take less, you know, sixty instead of the eighty I would have had. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I just, you know, I, I I didn't, and I felt really bad because I scored the goal. And they went back and called to review it because they were off sides and the goal got taken off and I won, <laughs> which made me, right. that was so hilarious. And I had money on the, the Bucks game you guys just talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Um, the block, because it was going to overtime, but it was, yeah, that was a huge, it, it was Bucks getting two, I think, in that game. And mm-hmm. I win because Giannis blocked that ball and it was not a goaltend. So that was fun. It was an amazing, amazing play too. No, I, uh, and and that's the thing too. It's like if you're if that that's the best part about gamble sports gambling. It's like if you're anything of a smart sports person like you and I and most of our uh, good looking listeners are, are. Uh, it, it's it's easy to win the because there's so many dumb Bears and Vikings fans out there that just bet on their team every single week regardless. Yeah, and, I shouldn't bet. On I your mean, team. if you're a Packers fan over the last couple of years, if you just bet on your own team, you're probably doing pretty good. So no, all I can think of is that when, when, when I was getting texts from you about Aaron, 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 I can bet $10 on this parlay and I'll win 76. All I can think <laughs> of is this twin me and Tom Bonick and Josh Littman took our oh. leave to Australia, Australia. from Iraq and in Australia, they have betting is it like gam. It's just like the UK. It's everywhere. And so, and of course, horses and dogs are on at every single bar. You have a bar and then there's a place and there's TVs and you can bet and there's open gambling. And so me and Tom and Josh were in Lake Gambier, which is a, uh, <laughs> okay. which is a dormant volcano that has uh, a lake inside of it and uh, south uh, south central, uh, just south of Adelaide, Australia. And we were going from Adelaide down along the Southern coast to Melbourne. And we stopped there and it was just this, maybe it was like Elmina, Elmina, Wisconsin with population 300, but it's Australia. And we went in there and me and Tom and Josh maybe exchanged about $6,000 in one night winning slash losing back and forth over the ponies <laughs> and the dogs. Oh, uh, and Tom goes, come on, come on. And making like seven, seven, seven track parlays on dogs. We have no, no nothing about. And I remember Josh hit like a, a five leg parlay just out of nowhere and just paid <laughs> for basically our entire trip nice. off like it's, uh, these underdog dogs, like uh, a greyhound racing. 
dogs. That's the worst. And, oh my god, it was just eh, yeah. And it was just that's why I was thinking was Tom going, come on, come on, Lucky, come on, Lucky, come on, Lucky Seven, get around the corner, get around the corner, come on, come on. I know you can do it. I know you can do it. Oh, oh my god, oh, don't don't stop. Oh god, I just lost you. And that's why I was thinking of you when you were texting me all the time. Was Tom Tom Bonick gambling in Australia? So. That sounds. Hey, amazing. John, where can we find you on Twitter? Woo! You can find me at Not So Humble Host. I have picked up some uh, apparently some new gambling loving followers recently <laughs> as well. You'll you'll uh, find that once yeah. you once you once so, you go down that degenerate. Uh, I'll tell you. Uh, here's the other thing reason why we should get you know uh, legalized gambling in Wisconsin is. My wife will now let me watch as much hockey as I want, and on top of that, she will watch it with me. Right. Every man she, should be pushing for legalized it. gambling. No, yeah, because I've put our money into the game, and she's like, we need to watch this. They need to win. Good job. They won. All right. Let's watch more hockey. I was like, yes. I, I, yes, I, I, yes. I told I told, I told, told friend of the show, Pete, that I wouldn't mention it, but... Uh, anymore because he's like don't don't mention the uh the, the morning show of the enemy but yeah that's uh what uh, cory co from k fan says all the time he's like sports is way more interesting when you have when you have money on it he's like i i wasn't Man. gonna watch that basketball game last night but then sauce bet me 50 bucks and well i'll be damned if i wasn't watching that game last night <laughs> cheering for one of the teams <laughs> he's like i didn't realize i liked the grizzlies that much uh, yes yes so you can follow me at twitter at Not So Humble Host, you can follow this show itself at Scani Johnny Pod. And Aaron, I know you're on Twitter as well. Aaron, hi, you John. Me? You can find me at Cheddar Talk at Cheddar Talk. So, uh, and uh, good job, everybody. Great show. Right. Talk to you all this later. This is so good. <laughs> all right, we're gonna get moving into no, wait, the well, non-gambling section of our podcast <laughs> in the part that we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main. Event. And that's right. The music is back. Um, I've withheld it from Aaron, obviously, just to try to make myself look better um, as the host. Uh, and it's it's clearly working, I think. I think it's going very I, well. I, I, I do believe it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, and, right. and the thing is, too, is like I could have I own all their albums. I could have done it. <laughs> yeah. And my wife is the is the voice. Yeah. I could have had her voice. Wow. Oh, OK. Uh, anyways like, but, um, like and now the main event yeah yeah right. uh Holly, yeah, can you just the, do that again yeah. the only real packer stuff is um aaron how much do you not want dk metcalf for two ones <laughs> the, 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 what okay so the, the I, I i i don't mind dk metcalf on the team oh i don't I think, either like let's rewind three years ago when he three years ago, yeah, he's yeah, been he's played three years. years. When when he was coming in the draft, and everyone was like, including you, mm-hmm. was like, "This is a one dimensional threat. He's nothing. He's big. He's bulky. He's going to wash out." Which that's a fair assessment of. And he any is a one dimensional threat. Yeah. Oh, and any wide receiver coming into the league, like unless there's, you know, I, I guess Justin Jefferson coming out of LSU that the Vikings got. Like, I think everyone knew he was kind of going to be good, and like even like let's go back 25 years to Randy Moss. They knew he was going to be good, even though there was problems, you know, Kelvin Johnson coming out of college, you knew he was going to be good, you know, and then there's other ones, you know, you don't know. There's some that are, you know, they're going to be good. My big thing with him is I was fine with it, but everyone's like, they're going to take him in the first. I'm like, don't take him in the first. If you get him in the third, that's great. Right, 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 right. And that's an exact, and let, 
I'll, I'll, I'll wind, I'll wind that back one a little bit, uh, yeah, from cool. you. Like you, you didn't say not draft him. You just said second round, but that's, but that's, Hey, look, look he at all second. the, pay, look at all the pay dirt. The Packers have gotten out of wide receivers in the second round. I mean, Jerry Rice technically probably should have been a second round draft pick because of the school he came from. He was just that good that he got picked up in the first way back in the early eighties. So, I mean, you know, yeah. great, great wide receivers come from everywhere. However, comma, let's get back to the, what you were talking about and some of the ridiculous garbage I've seen about DK Metcalf, like <laughs> some of that stuff out of there, like a first, a second, next year's fourth and a seventh. And it's like, I, I saw some guy today was saying something like, if I'm Seattle, I start with, you know, you need two first. I'm like, you're not, they want more than what people got for Devante. Right. It, well, well, the problem is, too, is that Tyreek Hill got more than Devontae, which. Yeah, because he didn't necessarily want to go I'm not go quite as sure much. the contract situation with Tyreek Hill, blah, 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 whatever. Devontae but, wanted to go back and play for the Raiders. That's his team growing up. And, 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 he and, really the, Packers had, and the Packers had no leverage. Yeah. They, they, they only had that franchise tag leverage and the Mark Davis is crazy leverage <laughs> so <laughs> that worked out well for them um and the raiders like packers wide receivers just like the vikings like every other player that the packers cut have ever um, had <laughs> every if the, it, the 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 raiders get our wide receivers the vikings get everybody else um however um but yeah so no some of the garbage like yeah why like why would like i understand like the Devonte trade the equity isn't the same just for what I just said, but still DK Metcalf's only got one year left on his contract. Then you're going to have to renegotiate and he is not Devonte Adams. No, he's a, he's, he's, he may be in three, four years. Probably but, not, but yeah. Yeah. Like no, the, some I'm... of the, some of the garbage. The thing is, it's the same garbage tweets that come out of the same Packers fans that were, they were miffed that the Packers only that the Packers tr even traded him. And it's like, I mean, Packers, Packers Twitter is garbage for it's the weird. most part. It like gets one weird. half of it is just absolute garbage. It's like, why, why would you trade more for DK Metcalf than what you got for Devonte Adams? First of all, that's, that's a slight to Devonte Adams. And second of all, Alan Lazard's going to be all pro at the end of this year. So there you go. At this point, too, let's let's point out DK Metcalf in three years has gotten over a thousand yards once. A thousand yards isn't hard. Um, he's the his, second receiver his, on a team. His, he doesn't his, his greatest play is tracking down Buda Baker from behind. Yeah, I mean, his which is one year, of the greatest athlete athletic stunts ever, but it has nothing to do with being a NFL wide receiver. Yeah, on his very first year, he had fifty-eight catches, nine hundred yards. Uh, last year, he had 75 catches for 967 yards, um, which is 56.9 yards per game. Remember, that's also in 17 games he couldn't get to 1,000. It's not 60 yards a game. Um, it, but everybody just loves how much of a freak he is in terms of his, his measurables and his, his athleticism. His, his, he his still abs. Is, he still they, is. They love his abs, John. Yeah. He still has been the one-trick pony. Like that didn't change. Just Seattle decided that they were going to let, you know, as they keep saying, let Russ cook. They were going to let Russell Wilson throw deep a lot, and he did. And this is a guy who catches the ball 
58% of the time. He's got a catch percentage of 58%. I mean, and tru- and, most and receivers are around 66 or so because a lot truth, of those are kind of thrown away. Truth be told, I'd rather have the Packers give up their late second for Tyler Lockett. Oh, yes. 100%. I think he's the better receiver. In, in a, he's a better a route runner. You, t- you tell me you want to give up that second first-round draft pick for Tyler Lockett. I'll I'll stop. I, I won't go, no. I'd go, uh, you tell me you want to give up a second for Tyler Lockett in a heartbeat. That yes. dude's that dude's fast, and he has torched the Packers. He's torched. He's the reason why Russ Wilson's been so damn good. Like, uh, to be perfectly honest, like, he's been his best wide receiver. DK Metcalf is A.J. Dillon, but six inches taller and can't move laterally. Yeah. So we're, we're not interested. <laughs> if, if you want a first, any first pick at this point, I don't want DK for that. I'd love to have him yeah. on this team. That's not the right price. That's a terrible right. price. And I don't think Guten could still give it because he didn't make trades I mean, for I mean, better. It'd be okay for a second for DK Metcalf too. Oh yeah. A second and maybe like a fourth or a fifth as well. Um, something ra- like that. I'd rather have golden tape. No, no, not at this lie. point in his career. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, I, I, I hate him so much. But no, out of the out of the two, like why wouldn't we trade for Tyler Lockett instead? I mean, I'd take Golden Tate's dude. career. That was that would have been nice. But yeah, no. Yeah, if we um, could have had Golden Tate for his whole career, that would have been okay. Yeah, draft coming up. We'll, maybe we'll spend. I don't know how much time we want to spend on a lot of these things. It, I mean, it keeps can, looking can, like the. Can, can we even get Andy Herman anymore these days? Or is oh, he I don't know. Not crazy? not right before the draft. You're not going to get that. We can maybe talk to him if we can get some time before the season. We'll we'll reach out to him again. Um, Does he have a brother or a sister? <laughs> I don't know. I'll I'll DM him and see. Should, should should I reach out to like JJ Lahee or something like that? Like one of the lesser guys from like one of the. <laughs> I don't know. We like, can talk about that off air, I guess. But we'll see. No, um, we should have. Let's do this on air. Why not? Eh, why not? <laughs> what else is there? Yeah, um, on air protection. We, yeah, we got to leave time for for bucks too here. Um, the, the big things that we're looking with the Packers is the number of guys who are still probably going to be in the area. I mean, we would love for the Packers to have somebody like Garrett Wilson fall to the Packers or Jamison Williams. Some people are really on to Drake London. And I don't know. I'm going to have to be convinced a little bit on that. He did run a four, five, five, but I mean, man, there's a lot of speed in this draft. Alave with a four, three, nine, Jamison Williams, four, two, five, Garrett Wilson, four, three, eight, uh, Dotson four four three. Um, Traylon Burks is a guy that everybody really likes. I'm kind of interested in how he fits. I mean, he's slower as a receiver. He's a four five five. Um, he seems to play faster in the field. Uh, it, it's a guy that I know my son really likes seeing him. But I mean, George Pickens and uh, John Mechie are, are going to likely be somewhere around there too. And the Packers are going to have two picks in this area. So Traylon Burks and Chris Olave. A lot of the names everyone keeps throwing out, but man, George Pickens would be a great one. Sky Moore is a guy who could fall to one of our second round picks, possibly, especially if a lot of people dress receiver early. Um, he's the kid out of Western Michigan. Sky with two Y's, you know, like that's just just to be fun, I guess. And then um, Wait, so Christian Watson is that kid out of North Dakota State too, who's uh he's a better Janice, I guess, basically. Like he's got great speed, great size, uh, six five four three six. Athletic kid, just, you know, he played at North Dakota State, and that can work for a receiver. It really can. I mean, uh, you, you know, Jerry Rice from wait, Mississippi Valley State. Wait, North, North, North uh, Dakota State. So Wentz came Bison. out of yep. South Nope, same Wentz one. came out of North Dakota State. Correct. Trey Lance came out of? North Dakota State, yep. 
North Dakota State too. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's I'm less sold on David Bell at this point, um, especially since in big games he seemed to disappear. Like the Badgers held him to nothing, and so I'm I'm less interested in him. Wandale Robinson, the second round type guy who we could get would be very interesting in terms of later wide receivers. Um, him and uh, Bo Melton are guys who are, are like really fast. They're going to look really good in terms of their route running. Um, they're going to make guys miss. They could be really interesting in this system. Uh, Romeo Dubs is the guy who I'm kind of I've soured on because I just don't see him moving laterally very well, and I didn't see him getting open at the Senior Bowl, so. It's kind of I got to I got to I got to roll back to this one. What yeah. was the, what was the kid's name out of uh Western Michigan? Skymore. Skymore. With two Ys. Yeah. Okay. Skymore. So PJ Fleck was a head coach head, PJ Fleck was head coach of what Michigan school? That same one, but you know, like 5 years okay, ago. Okay, so so he's Skymore and now PJ Fleck at Skyuma. Weird. Okay. All Conspiracy. Right. <laughs> All right, we'll let that go. I, I took five minutes to put that together. Come on. All right. No, that was Sky, really good. Sky Morris, Sky nobody, was... knows what, nobody knows what Sky Uma is. Right, That's because the, nobody knows. The, nobody cares about the, the fake Indian chant that they created, the fake Native American chant they created for their university. Yeah, true story. And, so. and it's fake. It is 100% a fake thing. So, yeah. Well, let's not dig into Badger history either, John. Okay. Well, that's lead miners. <laughs> Besides the badger part, but yeah. All, well, the all gophers. The confu- all, all the confusing other things that have happen. you seen the fun reason why they're the gophers is actually from a cartoon based on the fact that several people were essentially using the University of Minnesota to uh, launder, like get money out of the state and put it into private. Um, like people basically stealing from the state. Oh, so they made a, they're, they're, they, they're, they're putting it in their pockets like gophers. Yeah, well, they were. They showed a thing of like the University of Minnesota, and there was a, like a little like gophers coming up from a tunnel, holding bags yeah. of money, and that's yeah. why they're the gophers because of that horrible oh, cartoon okay. about how I they're guess, stealing from the school. You know, school. you ju- you know, some just dawned on me, like because I grew up by Minneapolis St. Paul, like we always said, like gopher pockets. That makes oh. sense now. Like I never actually knew why we called storing money away gopher pockets, <laughs> okay. and that completely makes sense now. Like that. Wow, you just solved a forty-two-year-old mystery for me, John. There we go. Like I, I kind of knew help. that, but you're like, I, but they always said like, like stashing money away—that's go for pockets. Right. Okay. Weird. Okay. All right. I got it now. Sweet. Let's... Yeah. Minnesota sucks. <laughs> Bad. Last <laughs> last legal lin- last lynching in the United uh, last yes. lynching of uh, in mm-hmm. the United States. Uh, last shootout with uh, Native Americans. Boy, Minnesota really does suck. Isn't the like, last legal hanging uh, was yeah, like no, that's what I meant. that was in Duluth. Yeah. yeah, there's a memorial up in Duluth. Oh, Duluth? Uh, last okay. lynching, last public lynching was in Duluth, Minnesota, um, <laughs> for uh, three uh, three African American uh, circus workers. That there were was also a of. large public execution by hanging that was at least. Mm-hmm. I think everyone involved were accused of crimes were Native Americans and that one. I think that was closer to like Mankato or something. But yep, and the last way. and uh, one one of the last uh, massacres They're... of Native Americans was in uh, uh, Minnesota as well. So good job, Minnesota. It's sucking. <laughs> We're just nailing this. Just going right at them, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, I'm I mean sorry, they guys. suck. They really do suck. It's just it's, I, I put I put a tweet out earlier that and you and I both lived there for years. To be clear, right, each right, of us. I, I I did. I lived there for a couple of years. Me too. Yeah. yeah. 
Red, well, I mean, because Superior sucks too, but anyways, um, I didn't say that. That's my alma mater. Um, <laughs> no, we, uh, <laughs> I put out, I put out a tweet earlier today that your son liked that, uh, Randy, <laughs> Randy Moss is pretty much the embodiment of, uh, the Minnesota or of the Vikings and Minnesota sports fans. Uh, lots of talent, very, very haughty, likes to talk, <laughs> no championships and gets all their joy out of the failures of the Green Bay Packers. All right. So, well, let's talk about um, what we should be talking about this whole time, which is the Bucks, because they're still doing stuff. And the Packers yeah, is all just are. kind of up in the air and talking draft, which, of course, we love talking draft. But And we're just moving on from just at least getting some wide receiver focus here. The Bucks are apparently about to sign Luca Vildoza, who was the oh, MVP. I he was Luka Doncic. Wouldn't oh. that have been amazing after that game that we come back great. with him? great. Yeah, um, he was the MVP of the 2020 Spanish ACB or ACB League Finals. Um, I believe it's like the Association of, jeez, uh, uh, champions basketball or something. Spanish. Sure. Uh, here's the fun thing about Spanish: they say baseball, right? Baseball. Which is a nonsense word. It doesn't mean anything, right? <laughs> like it, it. They just took the English word for baseball and they spelled it Spanish-like, right? Baseball. Well, same with just, football, just, same just with like we have numerous, like we have numerous English or American words that are taken from Native Americans and various. Right. Other yeah. No, that's, that we, that that's a good we point. Americanize yeah. them. Yeah. So. So and but then also um, soccer, they took the English word, the, you know, the actual, you know, them in England, football. So they say football. So like it's football everywhere else. Like football is a made up word. It doesn't mean anything. It is not PA. PA is foot. They just took your word and then spelled it in a way that made sense to them. Say football, which does not mean foot or ball. But basketball is baloncesto, which literally means ball hoop. It's it's basketball. <laughs> which, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fantastic. So I was like, that's that's great. I just love the the translation on that. It's just good. Um, it's nice though, uh, getting a chance to to add somebody who who's I mean. You're not expecting no. him to be big, but another guy off the the bench and, and somebody else who can come in and, and take some of those minutes, um, especially you know getting some guard play kind of helps out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John, John, I got it. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. It's onomatopoeia. Onomatopoeia well, is when you take something that word. sounds like something like "bang" is onomatopoeia. Yeah, but it's also like taking a word from another language. And then making it like baseball, which doesn't exist in your language, and you make it baseball. It, I don't yeah, think it's, it's 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 got it's it's similar. I think, it, I don't I think, think it's, it's the same thing. It, I think it's similar, but it's not onomatopoeia. Onomatopoeia is a word that sounds like what it's describing, like bang or squish. How, how would that mean that be base, baseball then? Because it doesn't sound like like baseball no. itself doesn't sound like baseball. You get what I'm saying? This is good for everybody. This is important. Anyways. We go over this. <laughs> Sorry. Onomatopoeia, I'm, try- I'm trying. There's <laughs> got to be a word for when you try to make a word from another language sound like your language. Yeah, it's almost a cognate, but not exactly the same. But it's close to that, too. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, in terms of the Bucks, they had, uh, I don't know, like I said, I bet on the Bucks against the uh, the Sixers while I was in Illinois, and that worked out great. And that was the game you guys covered last week. I didn't touch. I didn't want to touch the next game because it's it's an ultimate trap game. 
because the Nets cared where, about it way more. It was a, it was a back-to-back to back road games with the Grizzlies, the Sixers, and the Nets. And the Grizzlies and Sixers, two great uh, games there. They lost to the Grizz. But yeah, then they get the Sixers in an emotional game, and they go to a game that clearly the other team cares about more than they do. And they were healthy. You know, like they had their people. Um, but yeah, um, the, the Bucks get that one and pull it out right at the end. Um, so that was, that was an incredible game, uh, just back and forth. And, uh, <laughs> the one that was really frustrating towards the end, man, like, and I, I tweeted this out as it was happening too, but Kevin Durant gets fouled by, uh, Wesley Matthews, I believe it was, who's just kind of put his hand up as he jogs by. And then Durant kicks his leg out into him, falls over, plays dead. Like, they're not sure he's coming back out. Right. Who knows? Oh, my gosh. Is he going to be able to shoot his free throws on a, on a three-pointer that gave them the lead? And it's just like, what what, what a crap game that was. Like, what, what was that? Like, I thought we got rid of the kicking into the fouls, but we didn't. Right. We didn't actually do that because that's still a thing. Um, but, man, exactly as you drew it up, right? Um, down by three, what happens next is that Giannis hits the three-pointer. Step back three from Giannis, right? This is right. what you were drawing up know. if you're down there. <laughs> it's like our RKO out of nowhere from WWE. <laughs> right. It was that was Sneaky 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 ah! RKO out of nowhere. I know um Nathan Marzon, who who we all follow and does a lot of Bucks and Marquette stuff. Um yeah. he was like exactly that that there's no way to be more excited than what that was. Uh, I mean, you expect that if you've got you know Middleton or Holiday taking that shot or even Connington, mm-hmm. something like that, but I mean Getting getting a, the three point shot to tie it from uh, from Giannis was was fantastic. It was a shot. It was shot heard around the NBA. It's yeah. like you know everyone's like, well, he's developed a three point shot now, and it's like, and he's still like, what he's shooting like he's still working on his three point shot. 300, 300 from three. Yeah, like he's <laughs> hitting thirty percent from three. So it's which not, would be great. Um, but could just keep which is which I mean, it's that's OK. It's not like he's a sharpshooter from three. He's somewhere between 25 and 30. But hit that clutch three at the end there. Like even I'm like, oh, uh, like that. Was I think what a ama- like that's that is a nail in the coffin move. That is. Let's do some more under let's do some more WWF references <laughs> or WWF references. That is the Undertaker nailing the tombstone pile driver. That Undertaker, is now a Hall of Famer, stone, by the way. Stone, Congratulations. stone Cold Stunner. Uh <laughs> Mankind Socko. Uh, you know, Socko. like it's it's just it's just a it's a finishing move. Like a man a mortal combat. Finish him. It, <laughs> If Giannis is draining game-ending threes on you, then you're done. You mm-hmm. are done as a team. Like that was, it was refreshing. It really. Let's was. add. So. Uh, I'm just trying to. Especially, get especially from like two years ago when, when or three years ago when Toronto just shoved five people into the lane and they stopped the Bucks because the only weapon was Giannis just running it up the middle. You know, we it, the teams evolved a lot since then. You know, like well, let's talk about and, too not just the team, but how much Giannis continues to get better is just amazing to me. He's I mean, he's a he he lives up to the freak, uh, right? He's moniker. He he continues to defy everything. <laughs> he's um he's taking like his numbers are almost exactly from three, the same as last year. He basically. Mm-hmm. Makes one point one, takes three point six. Those are exactly the same. 
Last year he was shooting 303 from three point. This year uh, 296. But it, I mean, like it just feels like he's, he's it's going better in terms of his points per game on that. Um, mm-hmm. His free throw percentage is back up to where it used to be. Kind of like he had two years where he dipped below 70. He's back at 72. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, like he used to do that. Um, mm-hmm. Back in 2018, he shot 76%. 2017, 77% from free throw. He had two years there where it really dipped. Like down, mm-hmm. you know, 63 and 68. Back up to 72. Well, it's, it's when, when he started really to get well. fouls. When he started, started, he started to get the fouls. And he started to get to, uh, he started to go into whack-a-shack when he was whack-a-shack. Right. You know, be Three years ago, nobody stopped him going to the room because they didn't know what to do. And then a couple of years back, everyone's like, well, we'll just start following him. And they just, he, he and yeah, he is make, took, taking it, it took, more it shots. Took, it took a little, it took a little power, you know, it, like he was at the, he went from being at the line once in a while to being at the line all the time. And so, you know, and the, you know, and a percentage of your team's points are based off your free throws now that they're going to just start hacking you when you go to the rim instead of letting you just euro step it in there, you know? So he is at the point, like he's taking the most free throws of his career. He's at 11 and a half a game, which is two more than last year. It's not going down. It's not going down either. Like, no. Um, I mean, it was nine and a half. It was 10. It was nine and a half over the last three years, but it's 11 and a half this year. I mean, mean, you heard what Shaq said, right? I probably missed that about about Giannis. He said, "I." Anyways, no. He said he basically said like I was Giannis before Giannis was Giannis, which isn't <laughs> that far off. But like, I mean, there's there's some real like correlations between them, except for the fact that Shaq never shot outside of ten feet. But like, you no. know, it's like you know, like they're just they're just gonna they're just gonna hack him. You know, when he comes goes to the rim, and the only way he's going to get to the rim, like, uh, on is on fast breaks or if he posts up and and, and works his way in there, like three, like I said, j- just not even ten minutes ago, like when they went up against the the, the Raptors and they just would crash the lane. That's not going to work. And he evolves. He's right. he is he's the most dynamic evolving player in any sport on the planet right now. Like. He is so raw still. He is still raw. That's the craziest part about Giannis. He's still raw. Yeah, he's like, he's he, still getting better as we go. Yeah, That's he's fantastic. still figuring out how to do things as opposed to these AAU kids that have been coached and trained how to do these things. And that's and that's why the European I think that's why him and Jokic and Doncic and some of these other European players are excelling because all these AU kids are coming up cookie cutter, clunk, 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 basketball, basketball factory, sending them to the end, to the NBA. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have any, you know, they're all expected. They've had all these expectations put on them since they were kids. And this is how you're going to do it. And blah, blah, blah. And this is how we play basketball. And, you know, and this is almost post LeBron too. Like this is just the last 20 years. Like LeBron would have been, the last one that didn't fall into the huge AAU machine. And yeah. that's, you know, these European players are excelling because they do things different and they see the game different. And that this, the, you know, Kevin Durant is an amazing athlete and he's tall and long and can do all these things, but look what's happening to James Harden. He's like 
the, the downfall of AAU. Like it doesn't, <laughs> you can't, you can't just do this anymore because these other people who don't fall into this cookie cutter system of what basketball players should be coming out of America are, are, are just going to, and they're all evolving. Jokic is evolving. Doncic is evolving and Giannis yeah. is evolving faster than all of them. And well, what they didn't know, they're going to, they're going to figure you out. They're going to, they're yeah, gonna matrix. They're going to matrix your behind. <laughs> and that, that hurt us in fact, because Doncic, the, the Bucks plan was basically, it looked like they were going to double him every time he got around that ball. And, and they mm-hmm. did. They definitely came after him. They definitely um, got hands in his face. I mean, he did a couple really great shots. His, his final shooting percentage wasn't, uh, wasn't amazing, but it was good. Um, but yeah, he facilitated like crazy. Um, he, he did a very good job of seeing the floor, um, dribbling into places where he got in trouble and then found open shots, kicked out, found so many things going his way. And, um, yeah, that, that, that's the game they needed. Cause quite honestly, I don't, I don't want to spend almost any time talking about that Clippers game. Cause the bucks conceded that game. What happened with that? I, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. Well, neither were the bucks because everybody sat out, right? Like they all <laughs> sat out. Um, <laughs> did, 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 did Thanasis start? I w- I'm sorry. I was at drill. Oh, weekend. We, were sh- we were shooting rifles. Did they actually start the NASA's? Um, geez, I don't remember if they did. Okay. Uh, I know I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Well, you were on vacation too, so I'm sorry, but that bucks was were, I'm trying to remember like the bucks were giving four points for, so I was like, I'm going to bet that one. Cause the bucks are going to lose this game by a ton. Cause nobody is going to play in this game. And then nobody played in that game. And, uh, they lost by an infinite number. I think. I think that I think the Clippers just scored again. It was, but I mean, it was a game the Bucks basically conceded. It was not a game they cared about. They they sent out a bunch of all their backups to go play. You know, like Middleton was out and uh, and and Holiday and Giannis and Brooke. Like none of those four played. So it's like, yeah, no, we weren't going to win that game, and we didn't really expect to. We were we were getting ready for the playoffs. The Bucks have clinched. All right. There is nothing particularly left to play for at this point. Um, will they get four games left? Yeah, there's just four games left, I think, on this season. Um, and the Bucks are down by two and a half to Miami at this point. The one that did bother me is, you know, losing that game um, you know, with, with Doncic and them because it's um, that's one they really could have won. Uh, that's one that just, yeah, Doncic evolved. He had a better game for how people were playing him which is we're going to stop you from shooting because you're an insane shooter. And right. so he facilitated and he made other things happen. And um, it, it, it massively affected the Bucks' ability to play defense in that game. Uh, and I don't think that that's going to mean a lot going down the line because it, you, you have to be playing against Doncic to have that matter. They have their plan right. for what they do with KD and what they do with those other guys. They, they, they're getting ready for what's going to happen in the East. Right now, if the playoffs started today, you know, everybody would be very confused because we still have four games left. But other than right. that, also, uh, the Bucks would be playing Toronto, which is exactly what you want, right, here. <laughs> no, not at all. God, please. No, God, no. Please, no. No. Well, they're God, tied never. with the... Well, no, you know, actually, here. you bring on Toronto. Let's exercise that beast, too, just like we did... Yeah, like the Bucks did the Heat last year. Like, let's not be afraid of any team. Like, honestly, what I don't want, like, and I was not about posturing and what 
what uh, you know, like trying to win and get whatever seed. You know, not I don't think the Bucks are like right. the Bucks are the the Milwaukee bromance is not about that. Like it's <laughs> it's all about having fun and winning games. And like the Bucks are going to be one of the hardest teams to beat in seven games. I don't want right. to play the Nets in round one, and it's not because scared of the Nets or anything like that. It's like first of all, Bucks Nets shouldn't be round one in the playoffs. And second of all, well, the Nets should be better than they're down. The good. Nets are the only team that's probably going to give the Bucks a real hard time in the East. And it's like, why would you waste that series in the first round? Like, let that at least be second round, like it was last year, or the championship. Like, and I don't want my team. I don't want the Bucks to get knocked out by the Nets in the first round because the rest of the playoffs out there are going to suck. They are going to stink. Like here's if the Bucks aren't in the East playoffs. They're going to stink for everybody. Like I don't care what the NBA says, how much they hate Minnesota or how much they in Minnesota, how much they hate Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, there's some, Jeez, there's some harsh, harsh, harsh yeah. uh, passive aggressiveness there. Jeez. But uh, no, there's a uh, like how much they hate Milwaukee. Like, like it's it's not going to be good for the league if the Bucks get knocked out in the first round. It's not good to have Brooklyn Bucks in the first round. So here's what's going to happen, not... Aaron. Here's what's going to happen. It's going to be it's going to be a lot like last year. It's going to be mm-hmm. Milwaukee Toronto in that first round, and then you'll exercise mm-hmm. it even right away, right? Hopefully, yeah. And then yeah. after that, I'm it'll okay be that. it'll be Milwaukee Boston the team you actually don't want to play because they're the Nets now. They're that team that's yeah. going to hang in second, challenge for first, and mm-hmm. then they're the hottest team right now. Right? Like They're, they're, and they're actually, on big role. Yeah, and, 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 and you know what? There's a lot of older Bucks fans that would be very happy with the Bucks beating the Celtics yes. in the playoffs because they would exercise some 80s demons. <laughs> right, yes. There was a lot of 80s Bucks teams that could have probably made the finals if they weren't going up against the Celtics and seventies teams. I mean, like yeah. that's one of the yeah. ones where, where they didn't make the, the final with uh Kareem and they lose to the uh, Celtics. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's that, that's the one, it's the two, three matchup like last year. And that's the team you really don't want to play. Like you think it's the, it's Toronto. It's going to be Boston. And that's the team that we're going to play in the second round is my guess. Mm-hmm. Um, they've, they're, they're, gosh, their plus minus is six point nine point differential. Mm-hmm. Bucks are at three, all right? I mean, they're the hottest team in the league. They're eight of their last ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to roll into this playoff feeling really good. They're going to beat up on, I don't know, well, they were Atlanta, 25, Cleveland. 24, 24 This is This is where point. this really super bothers me. It's like now I've got to look at the standings, and at the bottom of the screen it says, you know, like, oh, there's a Y because they've clinched their division. There's an X because they've clinched the playoffs down here. There's a PB. What is PB? Oh, they clinched the playoff round. That's dumb. Like the the play in game is clinched. And it's, it's Brooklyn. It keeps more. It keeps more fan bases involved. I understand why. Oh, it, oh, yeah, why them just, in baseball? Yeah. No. Nah, but 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 the thing is the thing is too is so it's like I whatever team the Bucks play, the the Bucks are the most jankiest. Just gonna get it done team and you know you start you start reading other people's twitter from around the league like when they play the bucks and the and the bucks are like uh i I won't go 
90s pistons on them but like <laughs> they are physical Jeez. like even chris middleton like half nelson uh what's his name into the court the other night um <laughs> and uh like the, the bucks are a physical team they are a physical team and it it if in any bucks fan who's like that's they no they're not giannis yeah. going to the hoop come He's on coming man. in that that is the rock <laughs> putting uh, putting the rock bottom at like, last like, Giannis like, has returned because the rock said so and he taps both of his elbows before he goes <laughs> up to the rim you know it's like Giannis is the most physical player in the league like he draws the most charges and rightfully so because that dude just Brahma bulls that thing right down the <laughs> right down right down the center of the court and and they are they they're a very physical team and it's but at the same time like you like after the run to last year's championship especially losing Giannis in the Atlanta series and then uh Brook Lopez went white shack for two games and we've <laughs> right. got him there. This is the jankiest team ever. Like they, they lose in the weirdest ways. And, but it's like, they just like drew is drew is drew is the leader. Of the janky bunch too. Like he has <laughs> terrible games, like where he will miss free layups from like point blank, but that dude will drain the most clutch three. Like when he has to, and it's like this this whole team's built around like they don't give a rat's butt about any game that's going on when they're in it but they when it when it comes down to like the it's like me studying for finals back in college like yeah I didn't give a I didn't give a rat's butt for the entire semester but I am going up and I'll get an A on the final and now and now the professor has to decide whether or not you know to give me an a or a c because i didn't do anything for the first part of the game but you know it's it's just like they're so good at being good at the right times like sometimes you watch a team you're like oh my god what's going on here and then it's just right. like and then the next game it's like holy man this is like uh uh enzo this is like this is like an enzo um uh, or let's go let's go let's go shelby mustang like this thing is put together <laughs> so well. All right. I, I like I was gonna say Enzo Ferrari, right? Enzo Ferrari? Yeah. All right. That was right. Yeah. That's nice. Was yeah. that a good rant? That was great. I loved it. I think you're exactly right too. I think they're building at the right time. I'm looking at the last four games on the Bucks schedule right now. And you got I mean, three of them are on the road. It's not a it's not a helpful period of time to be playing. Uh, if you're the Bucks, but I mean Chicago, who is not good against winning teams, Chicago is very good against the Bucks. No, they they're very good against bad teams, and they're very average against. Well, actually, they're very bad against good teams. <laughs> uh, they got Boston though at home. That's going to be a very interesting game. And we're going to see how they play that one because I think that that's a second round um, setup that's that's going to happen. Um, but then. Well, who's we, Boston going to play then? Who's Boston going to play? Give me a second. Let me get through this first here. At Detroit, okay. at Cleveland. Cleveland's falling apart at, at this point. Yeah, yeah. I'm not as worried about either of those two teams. Uh, so, yeah, those are those ones I think they can win. I think they'll get three out of four of those. 
Boston only has three games left. They got Chicago, Milwaukee, and Memphis, all three on the road. Um, I think they'll beat Chicago. Um, like I said, that Milwaukee game is going to be huge. It's going to be big. Uh, and then they got to play Memphis. That's another tough game on the road to finish the season. There are tickets available as low as $30 for that game, it says. I don't know how that's possible. Like, uh, lowest bucks uh, Celtics ticket is 62 but Memphis, 30 bucks. And, and you know Memphis, that that's not a bad team. Uh, so yeah, I don't know this. Wait. That's yeah. It, when when did Memphis come to the East? They're not in the East, no. Or well, oh, you mean, they're just playing talking, Memphis. That's the last game of the year for them. Oh, I was gonna say. I, I'm sorry, I was completely losing my mind right yeah. there. I was thinking. I was thinking into the playoffs. I'm sorry. I was like, yeah. Well, no, we'll like, see where they are when they get to the playoffs. Like I said, I think they'll be playing. <laughs> I still think it'll be Heat and Boston on the top there, most likely. We're only half game back, so if we beat Chicago, we'll be tied with Boston at that point. With our last Sorry, two games, I'm not, being... not going to lie. I was looking something else up while you were talking. <laughs> you're like you were saying Memphis, and I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, I'm we're like... not there yet, man. Memphis, yeah. Memphis, and the oh. Sun. Yeah, either way, I would be okay with the Memphis uh, Bucks uh, final, though. That would be fun, since the would be... I mean, but. The, the dream here is still Timberwolves and and Bucks because that would be fantastic. It would be. We like the Timberwolves. Mem- Memphis would be okay though. I, I, and we I owe it to like Minnesota J- to I, I point that like, out. I like John Morant, and I do like the fact that Memphis wins without John Morant. Yeah, <laughs> but I think we the best after we did the whole thing on on Minnesota there. I think we owe it to them to point out the like we'd like to see the Twins win, and we would like to see the Timberwolves win. That would be fantastic. Yeah. We'd be on, on board with both of those scenarios. I'm okay. I'm okay with Twins. I uh, uh, grew up with them. Uh, get a little bit off them now for their yeah. lack of their lack of wanting to win for almost 25 years, <laughs> and then uh, the the Timberwolves. Yeah, sure. Why not? What? Yeah. Yeah, we'll see it. Um, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I think that that's kind oh, of the wild. I, I'm still love a wild, wild fan. Love the wild. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wild, my, wild, wild's my hockey team. Yeah, they're so. my favorite Western I'm, Conference I'm, I'm team. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cheer for the Blackhawks. Go bees! Uh, all right, now you can stuff that Bruin thing up your. I can't. I'm just gonna gonna live with that because it's fantastic. They, they win today against the Blue Jackets, which nobody in Wisconsin particularly cares about, but I love it. You, you, and you and your Bruins love is just like anybody, any other fanboy Patriots thing. It's like what? That's yeah. weird of you. I'm not. Well, no, you're, that you're cheering for an, for a New England team. Why? What? Well, I, I can tell you what. Uh, when I grew up playing hockey in the UP, my uncle was going to grad school at Harvard, and he used to send me stuff from the Garden. It was the first team I really knew about in pro hockey, and I followed them ever since. Since I was, you know, a five-year-old playing hockey in the UP. That was the team I liked, and I loved Ray Bork. Ray Bork is one of the greatest and just just a wonderful guy and just, yeah. Loved Ray Bork, Cam Neely, those teams, um, Andy Moog, all those guys, and... Bork, uh, yeah. Neely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those are great hockey names, by the way. <laughs> uh, Moog. Andy Moog. Moog, yeah, no, I was, yeah. They were all great hockey names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Bork, Bork. One of my favorite um, uh, Cam Neely ones is he retired just as ESPN News became a TV station. Uh-huh. And so the commercial for ESPN News had Cam Neely gardening in his front yard. And he's sitting there with like this little dog. 
And he's just he's like, oh, ESPN News, huh? Coming out in like 24 hours of highlights and stats. Oh, that's that's great. I play for you know like 17 years, and you guys come out with this? Yeah, it's great. That's going to really help my career now. No, no, really, <laughs> thanks. From the bottom of my heart, thanks a lot. And then they show oh, the, yeah. the logo, and then they come back to him. He's like, you guys want to kick my dog while you're here? <laughs> I just love that. It's Fair such enough. a great bit. Hey, I just yeah. had, I just had to, had to bust you a little bit. There, so. Yeah, but it's not because I'm I, I don't root for any other New England teams. I just I've I have always been a Bruins fan, and uh, they they mostly just hurt my heart all the time. I got one Stanley Cup in my life, and uh, that was fantastic. Uh, and then I watched them lose like three of them, so I got that going for me. And I knew all that, but I just figured I'd just, I know. <laughs> just bring that around. Just <laughs> continuing to hurt my heart here, Aaron. But anyhow. Well, uh, because we haven't done this on the podcast before, that's why. Blue Jackets, though, are is probably my favorite name in all sports because they're named for Union soldiers. How great is mm. that? That's why they're Blue yeah. Jackets. But that's um that's about all we've got. And I really, I'm going to be honest, <laughs> there is not much in terms of there last call that we have here. Uh, what I can well, say no, is... This, this, because because like we always talk about, this would be the sports abyss if the, the Bucks weren't any good. You know, like, right. What are we going to talk about with the, the Brewers? Yeah, yeah, the Brewers starting this next week. Um, oh, it's going to be exciting. We did have to bring, have up. To bring up, have... up this one thing. The Brewers... So here's the couple things that there came up. And the first one is the Brewers and MLB power rankings are number four. How are you feeling yes. about that, Aaron? You feel like they're trying and, to and, jinx and us? MLB. Or... Dot, not, 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 just, not just ESPN or you know, Sporting News, which, God, I wish Sporting News would have gotten. <laughs> God, they've fallen out. I used to love Sporting News was the best. Anyways, <laughs> um, uh, not just it. No, MLB.com put uh, the Brewers uh, number four overall um, in their power rankings uh, behind the Sox and – where are the other two? I don't have them in front of me. Oh, um, so it's <laughs> oops. I was looking at the next thing already. So Dodgers, yeah. Blue Jays, White Sox, Brewers, and right. then the Rays, Yankees, Astros, Braves, uh, to round it out. So that's I mean, having yeah. having the Brewers fourth overall, which uh so who was the did we do the top one hundred players? Do you have that up right now? I'm, I'm trying to pull that up now because I Cause, I had accidentally deleted that tab, but there were there was a list here, um, and it was MLB Network giving us the top 100 players. And we were uh, going right to do now. a bit here about if I could guess who they were. If you guess who and they I, were, and I'm trying to even, because I can pull up the list, but they obviously don't highlight the Brewers for me. They just tell right. me that they're there. So, so I can tell you who they are off the top of my head. And the first one that you said was, because we did this during during the uh, pregame of this podcast, and I said, uh, I... I I was absolutely astounded that they had Gelich number eight. They and don't. They oh, have him at nine. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, nine, you were very close, number though. Nine, I mean, number nine, it's been a while. Nine. They had Yelich at nine, which I said, that's a really high ranking because Yelich has been pretty not good the last season and a half. And that's, uh, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I 100% hope that Yelich is back up to being a top 10 player in MLB baseball and uh, uh, MLB baseball. That is a, uh, that was pretty great. Yeah. It's fantastic. Anyhow, I from the department of redundancy department, department of redundancy, but department. Yes. Uh, So 
I, I mean, I hope he's back in the top 10. But, yeah, um, no, I figured Yelich would be in the top 100. I would have put him right around, like, 30 or something like that. Burnt, because uh, we say that because of a uh, coach. <laughs> yeah. Burnt, uh, Burns would be at, uh, I'd probably put him around, like, 15, because he's a reigning Cy Young winner. And then Woodruff, uh, Adamas, uh, Hater, and then... Who was the, who's number six? Uh, the sixth one was oh Devin, Devin Williams. Williams. Devin Williams has to be in there too. And so. they listed him here. And I just may, I must be looking I at mean, the that's... wrong list because like the the MLB one. I don't know. Those those, those have got to be the the ones there. But yeah, they got um, Yelich in the top ten still, which is yeah nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm seeing on the one that they've got here on MLB Network. Uh, I can see uh, Devin Williams at 59. Josh Hader at 95. I'm trying to find Hader at 95. 95. That's where they've got what, him. Well, I mean, I know he's a reliever. What other relievers do they have above him? Jeez. Um, you're killing sorry, me. Sorry, not to not no. Just maybe we kind of roll man. through some of these ones. Um, Nemo is a star. Yeah. Um, jeez. Well, I mean, Devin Williams for one. No. Um, try to look where else we've got anybody. I mean, Devin they had Maeda, right? Miley Cyrus? What's, no. what's she doing on there? <laughs> you know that's not what I said. <laughs> Came in like a wrecking ball. Uh, yeah, I, I try. I'm not going to be good at uh, going through this whole list trying to just pull out individual guys like that. I'm sorry, but yeah, no, it's um. It's good to see the Brewers still do have – they got some talent, and they're – I don't know. I mean, the preseason, the, all the, the spring ball is, is weird to, to look at because it's – who knows? Colton Wong hasn't been playing a ton. He comes in and out a little bit. I have been very encouraged to see Keston Hira playing very well. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah. said, he's not your opening day second baseman or first baseman or whatever. I mean, also I'm excited to see Rowdy Tellez uh, hitting dingers. Because God, I love watching him. Yeah, he's like that kid. Like I hit dingers. It's like he's geez. strong, bad. <laughs> he is strong. Bad. Just, him and uh, gosh, who was it? Oh, uh, Vogelbach was strong, bad. Just oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Just well, you know, was, head I inside mean, his and, shoulders. And Vogelbach are the same person, except it's strong, bad, strong, bad junior. So <laughs> yes. So yeah, I mean, we're we're feeling good about the the Brewers going into this. The uh, prospectus. Uh, and I shared this with with Aaron earlier too. Uh, has the Brewers winning the division again? Uh, so that's oh, you know hopeful for that. The Pakota prospectus has that. Uh, it it projects the pack or er, Packers. Jeez, oh Pete, uh, the Bucks g- getting ninety four ish wins this year. <laughs> and then you said Bucks too on top of it. I say Bucks. Jeez, oh Pete, hey, I'm just did. losing it today. <laughs> the Brewers. We're we're falling apart, John. Ah. Falling apart on re-entry. Uh, ah! The, the ship's falling apart. The Brewers here. Uh, 94 wins. And St. Louis second with 81 or so. Uh, Chicago way down at 70. And the Brewers will open up with Chicago. So we'll see kind of how that plays out. Um, Corbin Burns getting the start, obviously, to, to open things up. Then we'll get, you know, uh, Woody. And then we'll get, uh, I would imagine, Freddie Peralta after that. So... That should be a good series. Hopefully the Brewers can start off with a series win against the Cubs and get things going. They'll be doing so at Wrigley, right? Starting off the, the season yeah. on the road at Wrigley. Yeah, 
in well, let's uh, see if that goes t minus three days yeah unless it rains because you know it's still 1923 over there <laughs> don't, um, don't 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 even get me started on the uh conversation i had with friend of the show pete uh earlier yeah. today about uh uh no that wasn't even friend of the show pete that was somebody else about mm-hmm. uh all all the all the other uh all the other uh midwest teams that decided that we don't have to have covered stadiums now i guess wrigley is a different matter oh no i was talking yeah, sorry right. i was talking to i was talking to valerie wishak uh, one of my other co-workers because she's a big Sox fan and a good Sox fan too like we were complaining about stuff like that and, uh uh last week if the twins would have had their home opener like they were supposed to before everything happened with the uh, lockout and stuff like that Minneapolis got eight inches of snow on the day they would have had a home home opener, <laughs> but they have a covered football stadium. But they prefer their outdoor stadium for baseball, yeah. and they wouldn't have been able to play. And they probably would have had to beg the Brewers to come down and play. And no, they'll just play them later in the year and give themselves a bunch of double headers. Oh no, they just have a whole bunch of double headers like they do every year, and then yes. All right. The one other thing I'll say before we go, because it's the only big other note we have, uh, we haven't mentioned them yet, but Badger softball is ranked 23rd in the country right now. They are 20 and eight. They are eight and zero on the road. They have, uh, I think they're eight and one in conference as well. No, five and one in conference. So yeah, uh, they're going to be playing Illinois coming up uh, three games uh, over three days here. So that should be a good little series. And I would expect that they do very well in that when they're playing in Illinois for three games and then Michigan State back at home for the 15th, 16th, and 17th. So, um, yeah, it should be an interesting time here for that. And uh, it's nice to see them ranked at least. But that is really all I would even have to play for a last call. So we'll just wrap this up today and say thank you for joining us for another wonderful week. Uh, wherever you are uh, in the country and around the world, we thank you for joining us all the time. You can follow the show at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host, and you can follow Aaron at Cheddar Talk. And remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at Scotty Johnny One or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening, and on Wisconsin.